Welcome to C3 Belconnen. We hope you enjoy our latest Sunday message by Pastor Melissa Hine. So great to pray with you this morning. Um, you know, uh, we've actually had a bit of time this week to look through some old family photos. And actually what was really cool was sitting down with Adeline and looking through the baby books as, um, as we went through our books. And um, Adeline actually pointed out a photo of um, Samuel grabbing my face. And, and it brought back memories of, you know, when, when a baby grabs your face and wants your attention and whether it's, you know, someone they just want to talk to or, if, or perhaps they just need someone's attention, they literally grab grab the face by two hands and kind of turn it towards them. And I really felt this morning's message is kind of going to be a little bit like that. Last week, Nick spoke on the turnaround moments. Uh, He spoke about moments in Jesus' life where he actually hit rock bottom, but then picked himself up and turned around. Uh, You know, he mentioned a a story in Mark where uh, a man had come to Jesus for healing for his son. And he says to Jesus, I believe, but help help my unbelief. You know, I feel a bit like this week's been a bit like that for me. Lord, I I have peace, but help my fear. God, I feel calm, but help my anxiety. There's all these moments this week that have really challenged me to actually take a moment to allow God to just turn my focus back to him. You know, over the Easter weekend, I mentioned going back to the writings of Christ, to what what the words Christ spoke in his word. And I actually think that today's another opportunity for us to refocus, to turn our eyes towards Christ again. You know, I realize that without this, there's a tendency for us all to sink into a bit of a heavy feeling where you actually, you're in a house and the, and the walls even seem to kind of come in on you. You're not leaving your home as much. And there's a real, um, uh, a bit of an opportunity uh, in a negative sense for us to just feel the heaviness of day-to-day life in that place. And so today, I want to take a second just to tell us all to kind of turn our faces back to Christ, to really allow, like that baby grabbing your face and demanding your attention. I remember Samuel used to to grab our face as a baby and then give you that big chunky kiss, you know, that a big mouth open kiss. I actually think that's kind of cool. It's like this this beautiful moment between mum and son or dad and son. And I actually think that's going to be the case for you here this morning. You know... I'm going to take your face in my hands and just turn you back towards Christ. Because the ultimate desire of our hearts should be as believers, is that we become more and more like him. And so this morning's message, I've entitled Like Christ. And perhaps you've heard it put, Christ-likeness. There's lots of different ways of thinking about this. But today, I want you to think about the idea of being just like Christ. John Stott, an incredible theologian, says this, we don't know in any detail what we shall be. That's true. We don't know what's coming. We don't know where we're going to end up. But we do know what we will be like, that we will be like Christ. And there's no need for us to know any more. Maybe that's good news for you today. We are content with the glorious truth that we will be with Christ and like Christ. 
You see, Christ-likeness is a big thought, and it's something that I ponder often. I read once that the, most, the best place to practice Christ-likeness is in your home, whether with your flatmates, with your family, with your husband, with your wife, with your children. The opportunity to be Christ-like is actually really embedded in, in the home. And who knows, right now, <laughs> we're all at home, and this opportunity sits before us to become more and more like him. I want to pursue his likeness in this season. I want to take my eyes off the noise, off all the stuff that's happening and pursue the likeness of Christ. Romans 8:29 says this, for those who he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. 1 John 3 says, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears, but we do know that we will be like him. 1 John 2 says, those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. There is scripture after scripture that speaks about imitating Christ, being like Christ. And I believe here there is a call on C3 Belconnen, on every single member of our church, to pursue Christ's likeness and to imitate him in this season. And the first thing we have to do in this to actually be Christ-like is to accept and surrender to him. You know, it reminds me of a story of when Matthew, or he was called Levi initially, began to follow Christ. It says in Matthew, uh, sorry, in Mark 2.13, let's read this story together. Jesus went out to the lake shore again and taught the crowds that were coming to him. As he walked along, he saw Levi, also known as Matthew, sitting at his tax collector's booth. Now, this is a man that shouldn't have the grace of God on his life. He was, he was despised. He was not actually wanted. And yet, Jesus comes up to him and simply says this, follow me and be my disciple. And here we go. Did Levi argue? Did, did, he, did he worry? Did he get fearful? Maybe a little. But he simply just, the Bible puts it so simply, it says, but Levi got up and followed him. Levi then decides to throw a party. And so he takes everybody home to, to show Jesus to his friends and family. There's an example. So, and the people, the teachers start questioning him. We see him going, they say, why? Why are you eating with someone like Levi? He's scum, literally, is what the word said. And Jesus said this. He said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. You see, the very first thing in pursuing Christ is understanding that we are all broken, that we are all in need of a saviour, that we are all in need of Jesus. And no matter who you are, you have fallen short. And I know that this week there have been days when I thought I was nailing it, and then the next day, where I wasn't nailing it so much. And the pressure that came on me, in fact, I even said to Nick, I feel like I'm failing at everything this week. You see, we are broken people. And the only way to actually know that we are okay and that our identity is safe is to understand the great gift that we have been given through Jesus Christ. You see, he came for sick 
people. That is you and I. And whether you've stepped foot in church, you've been in church forever, or maybe this is the first time you've ever watched a message like this, you need to understand that he is here for you. And that as you accept and acknowledge him as Lord of your life, and then surrender to him, that is where Christ-likeness must start. He calls broken people. He is the answer to every issue that you have, every, every struggle, every challenge right now, every feeling of insecurity, every unsure moment. He is your answer. And as you sit in your lounge room, maybe now is the moment for you to surrender your life to him afresh. I know that this week I've needed to do that, to just sit in the quiet place and go, God, I'm all yours. I'm not perfect. In fact, I'm far from it. I feel like I'm failing. I don't know what to do, but I'm all yours. And you know what happens in that moment? is an incredible sense of God's grace comes on your life. And there's something in you that wants to share that. There's something in you, just like Matthew or Levi, that wants to gather people around and say, I've got good news. You know, we are called to be the people of light, but we must understand that we are to surrender our lives to Christ to be more like him. And as you discover the freedom that Christ brings, I know even now, you will feel a sense of grace on your life, a sense of opportunity, a sense of purpose in your world because he is the great savior of your life. And no matter where you are, I know that you might be feeling broken. I know that you might be feeling unsure, but as you surrender your life to him, he comes and he gives you great freedom in that. It is the ultimate turnaround moment. You see, Matthew followed Christ, and the first thing he did was throw a dinner party. And I wonder about that moment. I think, I think well, that's, that's really cool. But you see, I actually think part of that was, was Matthew's attempt, or Levi's attempt to be more like Christ, to actually include and share what he had experienced through Christ to other people. The greatest commandment ever is to love God and love people. Jesus commands us, it's in red, to do that. And you see, if we're going to get through this season in a healthy way, we accept and surrender to Christ, we become more like Christ, and therefore our lives actually outpour and overflow with love for other people. Don't think that because you're stuck at home, you are not called to serve. I was thinking about that this week, and, and I guess we have the blessing of actually being able to record and, and to still do a little bit of our serving here at church. But for many of you, you've lost that opportunity. And I can imagine, I know, C3 Belconnen is so generous and so open and have such a great culture of servanthood. I can imagine some of you might be feeling a little bit kind of lost or, or kind of isolated in that sense. And I think there's a real danger in all of us to become insular, to look inward in this season. And it becomes all about my kids or my flatmates or my work or my issues. I think there's a real pull away from serving others. You see, Matthew teaches us this, that you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. It must start there. This is the first and greatest commandment, as I've mentioned. 
But then in verse 39 of Matthew 22, it says, and the second is like it, you must love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, all hang all the law and the prophets. You see, if you've ever wondered about the meaning of life, if you've ever wondered why you're here or what, what makes sense right now, like it feels confusing, let me tell you, if you begin to love other people, to serve other people, you will find that everything just starts to make sense again, that you will actually um, understand more and see God in the situation, not just what's in front of you. Over and over again, Christ demonstrated his love for people right through the New Testament. And I want to be a church, and I want to see C3 Belconnen as a light in the darkness of our community right now. I'm telling you, there are people in your street, in your, on the other side of your computer, that need Jesus Christ. And now is our opportunity to shine like we have never shined before. And let's not miss it. I felt like this week, I, I had this moment and, and we're about to launch this or we launched this week this, the care line, the, the phone calls. We have to be the people that step forward in these situations. We are not going to shrink back, C3. We are not going to take a step back. In fact, this is a step forward. Perhaps now is the time to rise in love. Perhaps now is going to be our finest hour. Perhaps C3 Belconnen will become a light in the darkness in Canberra like it has never done before. Perhaps this is the opportunity for Christ to rebrand, to re-show the community what the church is, what the beautiful bride of Christ is. You and I sitting in our lounge rooms right now, we are the bride of Christ. What is it today that you're gonna do to love other people, to serve other people and show them Christ's love? You know, I was reading Philippians this week, an incredible letter to the church. And I actually started to read it from the perspective of a letter from, from me to you guys or from Nick and I to you. And it moved me to tears, actually, because I was feeling really low. And we, we can't deny that there are times you're going to feel low. But the worst thing we can do is turn inward and think it's all about us and all about our situation. The best thing we can do is turn outward and realize that we are to be imitators of Christ. Philippians says this, and this is my prayer for you, C3 Belconnen. I pray with great faith for you because I'm fully convinced that the one who began a glorious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you and he will put the finishing touches to it until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, he's taking, I'm taking your face in my hands and I'm turning you back to the cause because he did not stop doing this work when coronavirus suddenly popped up. He's still doing a work in you, C3 Belconnen, and don't you let anything, don't you let anything tell you otherwise. He is gonna finish this work. He is going to bring it to completion and we are gonna see our church grow and thrive in a way that could never have happened otherwise. 
It's, verse seven says, it's no wonder I pray with such confidence and I pray with confidence for you, C3 Belconnen, since you have a permanent place in my heart. You have remained partners with me in the wonderful grace of God, even though I'm in chains and standing up for, standing up for the truth of the gospel. Only God knows how much we love you and with tender affection of Jesus, the anointed one. One of the hardest things for Nick and I right now is not seeing your beautiful faces every single week. We miss you, but we dearly love you with tender affection of Jesus. We love those that we haven't yet met that maybe have been coming to church for the very first time. There is grief in our heart that we can't gather, but there is such expectation in our heart that God is gonna use this moment to bring glory to him. You have a permanent place in our heart. Verse nine says, I continue to pray for your love to grow. And this is our prayer for you, that your love for others will grow and increase beyond measure, bringing you into the rich revelation of spiritual insights in all things. This will enable you to choose the most excellent way of all, becoming pure and without offense. Until the unveiling of Christ, and you will be filled completely with the fruits of righteousness that are found in Christ Jesus. Wouldn't it be amazing if C3 Belconnen came out of this season more and more like Christ? That the work he began in you and I did not pause, stop, or finish. In fact, it has only just begun. God has a call on your life to know and see and receive him. His, his heart for you, he beats for you. And right now, my prayer for you, C3 Belconnen, is that you will feel the call, that that temptation to kind of lose your gaze actually will be like Christ is pulling your head towards him right now. You know, I know it's a big ask, but following Christ is... Matthew left everything. He left everything. In a second, he said, I'll follow you. Christians, would in your heart, you close your eyes right now, would you say, I'm gonna follow? Would you recommit, reestablish the determination to be like Christ, to love other people, to love God with all your heart and to love others? And maybe if you're here, and you have never known that love. Could I speak to you for just a moment? You've never surrendered your life to him. You've never asked him into your heart. I know there are people all over our city, all over our country watching this. And I've had text messages, which has been so nice from people. I've, I haven't been to church for 20 years. I, I've never been to church. And here you are, you're in church. What? <laughs> I'm so proud of you for even just watching. That's a big deal. But you know what? Christ doesn't just want you to watch. He wants you to follow. He wants you to give your heart and your whole life to him, just like Matthew did, to surrender and follow him. And Christ right now, I believe, is knocking on the door of your heart. He's saying, come follow me. Come follow me, I'm safe, I'm your everything. The depression you've been feeling, the anxiety, 
I believe there are even people who are sitting there right now, there's been like a dark cloud around your life. And I believe, and I speak to that cloud, that it will lift the moment you say, I will follow Christ. It's like something just leaves your lounge room, leaves the, the room that you're in right now. As you give your heart to Christ, it lifts, the depression goes, the anxiety goes, and your life will never be the same. I'm gonna pray a prayer. And in your heart, I want you to pray this with me. Maybe even say it out loud right now. Father God, I thank you for sending your son. I ask Jesus into my life. I commit to being a follower of him for the rest of my days. I give you everything, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to our latest Sunday message. If you would like to find out more about our church, visit www.c3belconnen.org.au.